How's everybody doing today? My name is Christian Wagner and I'm the Militant Thomist. So today we got a Q&A. So put all your questions in that chat. But before we begin, do not forget to become a patron at patreon.com slash Militant Thomist. If you really enjoy what I'm doing and would like to help me out, you can also go to christianbwagner.com slash shop and get some books that I reprint. There's some good ones. I won't go all over all of them now. You can just scroll, 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 you know. And the mug, which I don't have, I have a I have very bad news because I had to grab my coffee. That's why I was late. I had, yes, late as usual. MT arrives on time challenge impossible. Yes, yes, I was late. But what was my reasoning for being late? I was looking around actually for my militant Thomas mug and I couldn't find it. And do you, do you know the absolute soy Jack mug that I had to replace it with? I'd replace it with a star Wars mug, absolute soy Jack. So before we begin coffee, uh, you didn't get skipped. Bully, you didn't get skipped. I saw it. You've asked this like 10 times. Have you read the book by M.M. Reese, The Tudors and Stewards? No, I haven't. I have not read the book. You're going to you're going to keep asking me until I read that book, aren't you? I'm not going to I'm not going to survive not reading that book. But before we have a uh, I've I've decided maybe I'll add a little segment to each. Uh, to each episode, if I have a good meme, then. I'm going to have a meme segment. And this is the meme. So we're going to share my Twitter. I don't know if you saw this meme. But here is the meme for today. Orthodox Doomer chants. But you realize the Catholics were right after it was already too late. You know those... Those... uh chant compilations that uh what what orthodox meme squad does they have some good memes but those are so cringe it's like orthodox chants but you're an intergalactic pilgrim fighting the indians but you're orthodox okay let me The stream should be treated like mass. If he's too late, he has to do another stream. The first doesn't count. Mm. It's still a little too hot. So, yeah, interesting, interesting story. I I want to go to daily mass. But the issue is the only one that's conceivably possible because I work overnight. I get off at 7 a.m. I know it sucks, which is why I should become a patron. So I get off at 7 a.m. And the mass that is like 15 minutes away from my house is also at 7 a.m. So I have a decision to make. And I and I have went there before. And it's been fine. But do I just go to mass anyways and be like 15 minutes late? Or do I just not go to mass at all? And I was looking it up and everything. And... Um, Technically, it doesn't matter how how late you are to mass. There's no like canonical uh, regulation when it comes to lateness for mass and receiving the sacrament. You could you could show up when they're when they're uh, when everybody's receiving the sacrament and still receive. It doesn't matter what in the world is going on out there. Somebody's revving their engine right outside of uh, of our house. So fun, but so I've decided. Like you know what. It doesn't matter how late I am. I will just turn on the live stream, listen to the first 15 minutes while I drive there. It, it just just has to work. Militant soy boy. I know uh, Jay Dyer is going to find this clip. He's going he's gonna to tell everybody I'm a soy boy. Are you doing a stream with Elijah? Um, I don't think yet. I don't think so. I don't think we've planned anything. That'd be base, though. I'd love to. 
<sighs> Mom, I don't want chicken nuggies yet. I'm being a based Chad Nero Orthodox with my anonymous internet friends. It's actually kind of based. Oh, man. Daniel Roberts. How are you doing, Daniel? Can you explain the Catholic understanding of the atonement and what are the critiques against penal substitutionary atonement? Um, so I might get into a little bit of trouble here, but I don't really care. Um, I don't think uh, that like the the normie sort of like uh ma like ma Protestant atonement bad sort of thing actually is even a thing. Because I've read through, uh, if you look out Catholic Controversy by Francis Sales, he, he's pretty short and he covers mostly everything. If you look at Robert Bellarmine and his works, those are two that I've extensively read. Um, I've read other, uh, like Suarez's Critique of the Anglicans, um, Thomas More and his works against Luther, and so on and so forth. All of the classical um works against the protestants none of them mention the atonement none of them mention anything about the protestant understanding of the atonement being bad so that's interesting to note is that that classically wasn't seen as a difference between the the protestants and the catholics so i don't i i haven't really changed my view of the atonement except obviously when it comes to um the extent of the atonement and um, the Thomistic understanding, which is basically uh, Christ in his death. Well, and it really, in ever since his incarnation has um, merited a certain active potentia, a certain, um, a certain power or virtue for the remission of sins. And then he applies it. And then those who he disposes to receive it, receive that um, operative virtue for the taking away of sins. It's kind of Thomas Aquinas, the way in which he explains it through his sentences, commentary, and his summa, and really throughout his whole works. I wrote a paper on that, but uh, I, I didn't re release it for the general public. I only released it for patrons. But that's basically it. it that, that, that's, my, that's my struggle right there, is, is I haven't really done an extensive... Um, uh, research into the atonement, but reading Anselm and Aquinas and um, Scotus and a few other authors, I haven't really found like significant difference. Like, ooh, Protestants debunked on the atonement. So I, I, I'm not sure. Daily Mass is a saint maker, truly. Yeah, it is. With Daily Mass, the thing is, always, I'm always worried. Like every single day about falling into mortal sin because as you like you're always like okay i'm receiving a sacrament um at this time so i can't i have to make sure i'm i'm really prepared at all times so definitely is really good are any good books on saint thomas's political thought or on thomistic political philosophy in general uh yes so in uh in grenier in uh volume three of thomistic philosophy in his ethics volume He's going to have a section in there on political philosophy. And then uh, if you want a work by St. Thomas, which isn't in, incredibly difficult to read, I always suggest reading uh, primary sources. But let me see if I can find where it is on. There you go. I'll share my screen real quick. There you go. De Regno. Um, so on kingship, this is a pretty good one because he talks about, um, f not only like what it means for, um, a person to be a good king, but how good governance in the duties of, of kingship works and everything like that. So it's pretty good. And then I mean, Aristotle, th this does he have, I don't think he has a commentary on politics. If he, oh, he does. I didn't even know about that. Huh. Oh, well, it's not translated either way. I didn't think that he had a commentary. Oh, wait, some of it is. The continuation just isn't translated. 
Yeah, so I guess it's commentary on Aristotle's politics, too. Although I myself have not read it. Interestingly. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to stop sharing my screen. I don't know why Romanists and Orthos default against penal substitutionary atonement. Yeah, me neither. I mean, it was like literally invented by Saint Anselm of Canterbury. Not really invented, but um, strictly formalized by Saint Anselm of Canterbury. Oh, yeah, basically Sky Daddy mean cosmic child abuse. Daily Mass plus Liturgy of the Hours equal avoid purgatory based. Is it valid to venerate people who have, been, who have long-lasting Eastern cults but have never officially papally recognized like Constantine Isaac? Yeah, um... That is that is a good question. Uh, I think we can make a distinction between private and public veneration. Um, for example, privately, um, I always ask the intercession of Father Lagrange or um, Father Grenier or um, and of uh, Cardinal Cajetan or or a lot of these non um, canonized people because. How else are they going to be canonized unless they have two miracles from their intercession? So uh, privately, uh, yes, uh, but publicly, I mean, it, it wouldn't be licit if you were Latin, um, Latin Catholic for sure. But if you're an Eastern Catholic, I know they have different rules um, and they might um, publicly venerate some of those people. Although, do I agree with that? Um, no, especially with Palamas, because he surely was a heretic. <laughs> the hidden history of women's ordination, female clergy in the medieval West. You should read this and everyone shall submit to women and women clergy. Yes, I have. <laughs> that is actually one where I did read, unfortunately. Um, I was, I had a longstanding project um, on women's ordination a while ago. That I never finished. And uh, that was that was uh, one of the works. It, it really is absolute hot flaming garbage. It's really terrible. What's your thoughts on mysticism in general? Catherine Eckhart, etc. Yeah, I did do a class on medieval uh, mysticism. Oh, yeah, we read um, Eckhart, we read the um, Theologica Germana, we read, uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember everybody who we read, uh, even some of the weirder medieval mystics, I can't remember all their names, but there are some, so there's one danger, which a few people got in trouble, um, like, uh, was it Nicholas of Cusa that got in trouble? Yeah, I think it was Nicholas of Cusa that got in trouble. Nicholas something, but also like, um, I can't remember anybody's names right now, but the one trouble has to do with, um, a misunderstanding of theosis and almost sort of a, uh, pseudo pantheism, crypto pantheism that some fall into, but overall, uh, with the later synthesis that you'll find in like John of, uh, uh, St. John of the Cross, that you'll find uh, Father Lagrange basically synthesizes the whole tradition in three ages of the interior life. If you're interested, that's probably the, the best work. Um, it's two volumes, and it's extremely thorough on mysticism. But people do fall into trouble a lot of times in during with mysticism. Eric Ybarra has written good stuff on the atonement. Yeah, I'll need to talk to him about it.
So Gary Macy offers illuminating and surprising answers to these questions. Macy all, uh, argues that for the first 1,200 years of Christianity, women were in fact ordained to various roles in the church. Oh, man. I, I don't know how some people can be so retarded, honestly. There's, there is a certain level of retardation that I, I didn't know people could reach until I started reading um, people with PhDs in theology. It's, it's just utterly insane how retarded people can be. Like this guy's whole thesis is because like abbesses exist. Basically, it's because an abbess exists because nuns exist. Therefore, a woman's ordination. It's like the stupidest thing you ever. It's like utterly retarded. It it is it is so idiotic. I can't even express how stupid it is. I I, I don't know how people these people like learned how to tie their shoes or anything. It is it is so stupid. What are your thoughts on Cajetan's theory of analogy? Yeah, that that's that's one of the best books uh, when it comes to analogy is his work on analogy. It's really short, only I want to say like 130, 140 pages. Uh, I'll put it in the chat. I'll go to Amazon and get it. But yeah, he's be, he's he's completely right um, when it comes to synthesizing uh, Thomas's thought on the matter. It is really good. And I think it helps the Scotists uh, recognize that. There you go. Right there. 15 bucks. 104 pages. Huh, it was shorter than I even thought. Let me share that real quick. Yeah, it's only 15 bucks. So there's no excuse not to get it if you're interested in it. I think it really helps with the. with arguing with scotists um, because they have a difficult time um, distinguishing between an analogy of proper proportionality than an analogy of predication. And then uh, obviously in any uh, manual that you'll manual of uh, philosophy you'll get. Can you convince classical theists that predestination by Martin Sola fallible motions is cringe? Uh, I I did do a little bit of secondary source reading on Sola's uh, theory of um, of predestination, and remembering correctly, it was cringe. It was pretty cringe. And I talked to um, what is his name? I can't remember anybody's name. Talk to somebody about it. Thoughts on the early Roman episcopacy and why it was plural. Um, the early Roman episcopacy possibly was plural because even to this day, the Roman episcopacy is plural. There's multiple bishops in Rome to this day. So there you go. Off the top of your head, do you disagree with the Vulgate in any of its renderings? No. No. Not at all. Let me... Oh, man, what is... I'm trying to... I know there's like I want to do a whole a whole like video on this about uh the authority of the Vulgate because even in like mid twentieth century manuals they still write about um the authority of the Vulgate in the magisterium. Even look, I'm looking at a at a encyclical of Pope Leo the Thirteenth, and he's writing about the authority of the Vulgate in um, in one of his encyclicals. Pius the Tenth, and he's also writing about the the authenticity of the encyclical. Look, Pius the Twelfth. So, yeah, so the, um, trying to read this section real quick. Um, it can be cited safely and without danger of error. And accordingly, such authenticity is expressed primarily not by the term critical, but rather juridical. Yeah, so the Vulgate, uh, 
I don't have any uh, issues, obviously, with it because it is the authentic text of the Latin church. St. Jerome, pray for us. He might be a bit more scotistic, LOL, on that issue. What do you mean? Okay. What Pope from any period would you like to get drunk with? I would like to get drunk with no Pope, but uh, what Pope would I like to drink with? Um, man, if that that that's interesting, I feel like I feel like Pope Saint Pius the Tenth would would uh, would chastise me the whole time because he was he you know he, or he might just nah he he wouldn't be nice to me the whole time he'd he'd chastise me be like get out of here um pope francis <laughs> i'm joking um that's an interesting one uh maybe maybe leo the 13th i've heard some like wild stories from leo the 13th he's done some uh he's done some crazy stuff like uh like with, with with like cocaine, <laughs> we they were talking about in the chat in the Discord the other day about how Leo the Thirteenth did cocaine, obviously for like medical reasons, and like also I feel like I've heard a story of him like like he he just loved tobacco too. He lived to be in the in do his nineties. I don't know Leo the Thirteenth seemed really cool. Um, I mean with Pius, Pope Saint Pius the Tenth. He was, he was like, he had, he was pretty cool too. I mean, he, he wasn't like, like he, he seemed like he could, could have been fun, but he also seemed, it also seems like he might just like chastise me. Okay. I know you said you go back and forth between amillennialism and postmillennialism. How would you make the case for a Catholic postmill position, reign of Mary, era of peace, integralism? I would just, I think the best, um, the two best places to go is first uh, with, no, I guess three best places. First would be going into the Old Testament prophets and the statements that they make about the age of the church seems like all nations going into um, going to Jerusalem and, and and so on and so forth uh, the, the the sands of the sea and all that stuff. So it seems like this when it comes to the prophecies about the new covenant, it's going to be something which is uh, successful, something which is uh, wide-reaching. It's not going to be a failure. And then also the second place, I would say, would be the parables of Jesus. So reading the parables of Jesus, uh, such as the mustard seed um, growing into the tree and, and so on and so forth, it seems like Jesus also had a very optimistic view of, uh, of how the uh, new covenant church would, would grow. And then third, I would say um, St. Augustine's On the City of God is St. Augustine seems to have a very optimistic view. And St. Augustine's on the city of God is really going to be the the cornerstone of um, Christian uh, historical theology, I guess you could put it that way. Okay, let me see. What are your thoughts on the ideal system of education? Oh, <laughs> Like, what do you mean, ideal such uh, system of education? Like, that could that could be multiple things, like educating kids, like um, homeschool education, like uh, uh, educating like seminarians. I have plenty of thoughts. It just depends on uh, it just depends on what you mean. But I guess with with seminarians, obviously the classic like seven year I. I it's so annoying. Uh, somebody made a good point, actually. 
is it seems like a lot of the a lot of the um like dying of religious orders has more to do with the way in which the education works after Vatican II than anything else. Because basically now what happens is you go to undergrad and after undergrad, then you go into religious order, but you aren't allowed to have any debt when you enter religious order. So it's like, what are you supposed to do? I mean, you just had to pay for four years of schooling. Like you're not going to be able to pay that off right away. So I think that's kind of a, kind of like a dumb way of educating rather than just having them when they turn 18 uh, enter even younger than that when they turn 16 entering into the the order so uh, i guess those are all my thoughts about ideal systems of education thoughts on jay dyer's case for orthodoxy i think he's wrong Ooh, canons of Hippolytus mention a high bishop of Rome. See, that's what that that that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is obviously like a church as big as Rome is going to have multiple bishops. That's just the way in which it worked. Where somewhere like Antioch, they only had one bishop, Ignatius of Antioch, Saint Ignatius of Antioch. So you got you got to make a distinction distinction, Paul. So there's obviously bishops in Rome. There might have been a bishop in Rome. And the language wasn't. And then, and then there's this whole like, and, and I've read all of the reformed authors when they talk about this. There's this whole like word concept fallacy sort of thing is obviously language was pretty fluid at the time. And um, like uh, Bishop Lancelot Andrews points this out when it comes to. When it comes to. uh the New Testament is that you get deacon used for people who aren't deacons and elder for people who aren't elders and bishop for people who aren't bishops. Like the language was very apostle for people who aren't apostles. The The language was so fluid at this point, and these terms weren't really um, crystallized as they were later. So it makes sense that the same person you'd refer to them as a bishop, as a presbyter, as a deacon, as an apostle, you, like you'd refer to them as, as multiple things at once. So that that's my that's my uh, rant real quick. That is all I will um, rant. And someone the Holy Spirit in context of filioque seems to align with Scotus. No, no lies, Jesuitical lies. When it comes to relative opposition, um, he agrees with Saint Thomas. Very clear, very clear. Very, very clear is that St. Anselm agrees with St. Thomas. So get owned. Okay, good. Uh, I have been reading the Bible every night sometimes. If I'm being honest, I get bored with the Old Testament. Any advice on how to overcome this? Good question. Um, I think the reason the Old Testament can seem boring and a lot of the areas of the new testament can seem boring to people and not as exciting is because we have i'm assuming that you're you're a convert i'm just going to assume you're a convert but even in catholic circles we have taken the normie evangelical sort of way of reading sacred scripture and not a truly Catholic hermeneutic of reading sacred scripture. So when when you're reading, um, I don't know, uh, Leviticus, you're reading Leviticus like you would an evangelical, like all these cool historical facts about, about the cult of Israel when it comes to the worship of their God. Rather than reading Leviticus and realizing the primary uh, historical signification of the words has to do with um, the cult of Israel, but the but God has appointed those things in Leviticus, those various rites, as signs which signify our Lord. So, reading um, Leviticus as uh, some cool historical facts about the Jews versus reading Leviticus as an unfolding of the deep mysteries of the Gospels. 
those are the two different ways in which you can read the Old Testament. So if you want examples of this, um, I, I think it's best learned through examples rather than learned through rather than learn through a systematic uh, study of it. Uh, I could give you, um, I did do, uh, if you look at back at my article against the Reformed, I quote the relevant sections from St. Thomas and I explain it. But uh, that that's just uh, theory right there when it comes to the way in which the senses of Scripture work. But when it comes to actually reading sacred Scripture like a Catholic and not reading it as you would a, some a nerd, historical nerd with all your stupid little study notes and all the grammar nerd stuff like the other Paul does, is uh, just picking up an ancient section of homilies or something. I don't know. Uh, Origen and his homilies are actually pretty good. He's uh, an expert when it comes to the interpretation of sacred scripture. So maybe Origen's, I think Origen's homilies on judges just got translated. Something like that. Or, uh, I don't know, uh, St. Thomas does does a good job, but he doesn't treat the treat um, those books of the Old Testament that would be boring as much. See, that would be my advice, is to just learn how to read Scripture like a Catholic, and it's almost impossible to get bored um, when, when, you're, when you're reading it that way. But it's almost impossible not to get bored if you're reading Scripture like, uh, like those nerd evangelicals do. Like, uh, what's his name? Michael Heiser, who said that Leviticus has nothing to do with our Lord. Uh, what, an, what an idiot. What an absolute idiot. Okay, just what do you think is the ideal method of education in the most ordinary sense for children and such in the university age? Uh, children really only need to learn Latin, Greek, and Hebrew until they go to go to university at the age of 14. That's the classical way of doing it, my dude. I don't know how it is in Catholic education, but Bible colleges and seminaries need to ban women. Amen. Amen, King. Yes. I I honestly don't get it because Daniel and I actually went to the same same college. But it is like, how are these guys supposed to learn be learning these insanely deep things about theology when you have all these women around trying to marry them? It was terrible. Yet all these guys wasting a bunch of time. That was great. The great thing about being, um, I was engaged and my wife lived states away. So I just had like a 45 minute FaceTime call I had to do every night. All of these simps were spending hours and hours and hours on these women. It was, it was just horrendous. Like you're, there's no way you can learn around women and that. And like, why are they even there? Like, bro, just, why are you even there? There's no reason to be there. Just like read a book or something. RBC is full of simps now. No more simps. It was it was full of simps the day I got there. The the first, <laughs> I remember uh, I was with uh, uh crap crap. I probably shouldn't name names on here, but I was with a certain roommate of mine. You know who he is, and uh, it was it was the first day. And we were we were at orientation, and there was these like three or four guys that were just going around introducing themselves to all the women, like these absolute simp's. Like that's you're supposed to be here to study, dude. You're supposed to be here to study, like a no fun study. And this is why, to this day, they're all dumb. They're all really stupid because they focused all their time talking to women, not studying. Like if, if you just got rid of women from from universities, just all of them, not even just like religious ones, just like why why are you going to university anyways? Like, what are you getting your like PhD in like baby making and cooking or something? Like, if you're not a nun, you shouldn't be at university. It it just makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. Like, like what what are you even doing there? Unless unless you're like in your forties, maybe you want to go back to college. I don't know, study something in your later years or something after you've already, after your kids are already out of the house. But that is prime, like, that is prime 
uh, child rearing age right there. 18 to 22, are you kidding me? That's four years prime child rearing time. Thrown away, wasted. Like why? It just doesn't make any sense. Just so blackpilled about the state of our world. That there's more women now in college than men. It's crazy. And most of them are just wasting money, just wasting time. It, it is just so sad. I'm going to actively discourage my daughters from going to college. They're like, why go there? And like, because nowadays, most colleges absolutely suck when it comes to teaching people. Like, you don't, you don't read, like, you're, you're not reading, like, Aristotle or anything in college. Like, what are you reading then? Reading, like, the latest gender theory textbook by some, like, tranny who's going to kill herself, him or herself, who knows, in, like, five years. Is that really who you want to learn from? Like, come on now. It's just so, it's just so sad. Like, they could just stay at home, like, be happy, get married at 19. Uh, read Aristotle, just, uh, just just be happy rather than just be like the screaming, like blue haired freak when you're 23, just like losing your absolute mind because you can't murder your children anymore and commit infanticide. Like, come on, that that is literally all from colleges. This is what happens when we allowed women in education. And it's just it's just horrible. It's terrible. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll go back to it now. I'll go back to the questions. <laughs> okay, the debt rules are a pain for me. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, the debt rules that that is that is like a huge thing when it comes to people. Basically, the Hezerite, Hezerite versus the Catholic way of reading the Old Testament. The first makes it just an ancient Near Eastern historical text, while the other includes history with typology and symbolism for Christ and the church. Yeah, and it's just such a, like, we, we were talking about this last night, but it's such a, like, don't, if you're a Hezerite, don't tell me you believe in the Holy Spirit. Like, if you're one of these ancient Near Eastern, like, most second temple Judaism, like, like learned theology from Christ killers uh, type theology. And by Christ killers, I mean the actual people that killed Christ. I don't think, uh, I don't call Jews to this day Christ killers, just to be clear. Even though that is the patristic practice with St. Justin Martyr, but uh, we can't talk about that now. But like, like learn theology from Second Temple Jews, and I like, how else am I going to read scripture? Like, the. Don't tell me you believe in the Holy Spirit, dude. Do not tell me. Because if the Holy Spirit does not preserve the true meaning of sacred scripture for 2,000 years until some like American evangelical absolute nerd who probably like breaks all the commandments of God, but we're not going to talk about that. Some like university nerd finds out the true meaning of the text and all of a sudden just changes the entire theology of the New Testament. Like, don't tell me, don't, don't tell me you believe in the Holy Spirit if he hasn't preserved the true meaning of sacred scripture until some nerd comes around to figure it out. Until some nerd with a monocle looks into most scrolls. Like, I found most scrolls in the desert, and then all of a sudden I'm just going to change the entire way in which I do theology. That's just, like, utterly retarded. Like, do, do people even think? I, I am, I'm seriously questioning whether people even have a brain anymore to think. Because that is the stupidest methodology for theology I've ever heard in my entire life. It's just stupid. Exactly. Women are just there for theology students to get married. Don't even, don't even uh, start me on this. <laughs> Owned. My mom told me to get married to someone who went to college because my parents value education. I told her that college students are basically prostitutes. <sighs> Bro, go off, King. Bro, go off, King. Go off, King. Yeah, it's like, why? Why would you? Why would you even do that? Like, literally, just go to mass, and then. And then, like, make friends with all of the dads, and then find 
find one of the dads whose daughters are like from the ages of like 18 to 20, 20, 18 to like 25. And then be friends with her dad. And then just ask her dad and be like, yeah, can I just marry your daughter? And then boom. Like that's a so much better system than like going around simping for these girls. Like literally just ask her dad. Like, I don't know. I don't know why people haven't thought of this. Like, how how stupid are you, Anon, out there? How stupid are you? Like, my plan works so much better. Just go to your local SSPX chapel or something. I don't. I don't know. Some TLM, like where where you're gonna get a bunch of like based in trad dads or something, and just find one and be like, hey, do you have uh, be be friends with him? Go over his house. Be like, oh, I notice your daughter is of marrying age. Um, can I just like marry her? Like, I don't know, six months from now or something. And then he's like, okay, yeah, you're pretty chill. Like arranged marriages. That's what I'm talking about. Arranged marriages. Like so, someone like, tell, tell me I'm retarded. Tell me my system is dumb. Like, do, do you think your system's any better? Like going around, like getting like 82 million STDs and 57,000 abortions while you're in college and then not learning anything because you're too busy simping the entire time. Like you think your system's better than mine. You think you're smarter than me? Like, no, you're an idiot. My system's better. Like, you, you've already had, like, 50, 60 years to figure this all out. And what do we have? Women not getting married until their 30s. And, like, losing, like, not being able to have kids. Because because of how long they've, they're waiting until marriage. You think your system's better than mine? Like, it's an affront to God and to nature. It's an absolute affront. It's terrible. It's leading many souls to hell. And it's just utterly against everybody's nature. It's just stupid. It's idiotic. It's retarded. Your your divorce rate at 60% even though you've dated each other for freaking 15 years before you get married. Yeah, I knew somebody who dated for like 12 years before they got married. You're retarded. You're an idiot. You're stupid. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, that, that that's just stupid. Like... It's I I can't even conceive of being that retarded. It's it's idiotic. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll stop ranting about this. Have you prayed for Pope Francis's struggles with his knee and mobility? If not, why are you a set of a contest? <sighs> I didn't know he had struggles with his knee and mobility. Schizo take Second Temple Judaism was a pagan infiltration and gave birth to Masonry. Judaism for the Gentiles. Based, based, based. So thoughts on the Apostles' Creed. Most people say it was not written by the Apostles, but it seems to be derived from a Roman baptismal creed. So maybe it came from St. Peter and St. Paul. Interesting. Um, <laughs> the first... So funny story. The first place that I actually encountered the idea that the Apostles Creed was written by the Apostles was when I was reading uh, John Calvin's Institutes of the Christian Religion. And he and he <laughs> and he felt the Apostles Creed was written by the Apostles. But it, have you checked the title? It's called the Apostles Creed. So must I I unironically think that Athanasius wrote the Athanasian Creed that St. Dionysius wrote the uh, Dionysian Corpus. So uh, at, at least in its like in its substance, obviously, uh, I think that um, that the baptismal creed is super duper duper early. So was it written by uh, St. Peter? Probably. At least it was used during his time. I mean, why wouldn't it? Arranged marriages happen for such a long time because they work and they prevent premarital promiscuity based. Absolutely based. Kid, does anybody uh does anybody have a, a kid that's like one years old right now? So I can already arrange a marriage with Augustine in them. It'd be pretty based. I need to I need to I need to arrange a marriage right now for Augustine. Right now on stream. <laughs> How can a married Catholic be a theologian? That is cultural appropriation for Protestants. Hey, buddy. Have you ever heard of uh, St. Thomas More? Have you ever heard of Boethius? It's, there's, there's plenty of married Catholic theologians from history. So don't try to own me like that because I'm married. 
Can I be unbanned? I promise not to fed post anymore. If I have to swear an oath, I will. You can hold me to that oath and ban me if I break it. I didn't ban you, so I'll have to ask whoever banned you to uh, unban you. Because I know somebody mentioned in the admin chat that they were banning somebody. So that wasn't me. It wasn't me, I promise. The Holy Father has had some issues with a ligament in his knee and may need surgery. He has been forced to use a wheelchair, so despite my joke, actually generally do pray for him. Okay. Oh, Daniel, I have two dots. Yes. Okay, let's arrange a marriage. Ah, but they ain't married no Catholic. Rip. Well, that's sad. Okay, thoughts on the Clementine romance, romance, the Clementine romance, aka the homilies and recognitions of Saint Clement. Um, I don't know. There's so the reason I I take my takes on the Athanasian Creed and the Dionysian Corpus is because the recognition was was so universal, and there's multiple saints attesting to it. But with some of the other like early church documents that aren't as universal, I'm I'm a bit more weary about them. So I I will I will defer to my schoolers. My schoolers. It was ten day. Rip. Based only modernists believe Saint Dionysius did not write the corpus attributed to him. Based, go off, King. Okay, so that's the end of the the comments. I guess I will wait for like two minutes to see if anybody else has any questions. And if not, I will go and go to arrange a marriage real quick. Okay. Oh, based. Did uh I need the I have a um I have where where is that the there's a catechism of the, the catechism of Pope Saint Pius X actually has a super based take on reading scripture. Let me see. Okay. I'm trying to, I need to find it real quick. The Catechism of St. Pius X. My wife and I were reading it, and I was like, this is based. Okay. Let me share my screen real quick. Oh, man. Catechism of St. Pius X. While I wait for more so question 32 what should a christian do who has been given a bible by a protestant or by an agent of the protestants answer a christian to whom a bible has been offered by a protestant or an agent of the protestants should reject it with disgust because it is forbidden by the church if it was accepted by inadvertence it must be burnt as soon as possible or handed in to the parish priest boys <laughs> I wanna I wanna see you doing this. If you get handed a I I need to get rid of all my Protestant Bibles, not gonna lie. Um maybe I need to have a burning or something. But if you if you get an ESV, burn it, hand it over to your parish priest. Be like parish priest, here's my ESV. You need it. Get rid of it. So 33, even more based. The church forbids, why does the church forbid Protestant Bibles? The church forbids Protestant Bibles because either they have been altered and contain errors, or not having her approbation and footnotes explaining the obscure meanings, they may be harmful to the faith. It is for that same reason that the church even forbids translations of the Holy Scriptures already approved by her, which have been reprinted without the footnotes approved by her. Oh, interesting. Who knew? Look at that. So based. It was Dende. I will not, I will neither confirm nor deny.
Okay. Have you ever visited Germany? How good is your German? No, I'm only German by ancestry. Uh, there, there was that one guy early, uh, that one, um, teacher of a certain, um, of a certain religious group, which used to have a temple, which does not stand anymore. Uh, let the, let the listener understand. And, uh, he said that I was, uh, I was definitely a, um, a socialist, uh, with, um, the certain tendencies to love one's own nation, if, if you know what I'm saying, let let the listener understand. Because of my last name, though, which was because Wagner is a uh, German name, so. But my family moved over here like 300 years ago, so that was a little bit before the certain uh, socialists who um, really love their nation arose. Do you think St. Dionysius is identical to St. Dennis of Paris? Or are you a Greek heretic? I've never heard uh, St. Dennis of Paris being St. Dionysius. I've always just heard... Uh, I've always just heard St. Dionysius being the one um, from Athens. Dende was mad. I said sports are liberal and degen. <laughs> Get trolled. The best part about the Dionysian corpus is how the best part of the Dionysian corpus is how St. Bonaventure actually improved all of his theology. Wrong and gay. Wrong and wrong. St. Thomas was the true did 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 St. Bonaventure write a commentary on the divine names? No, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. St. Thomas wrote a commentary though on the divine names. <laughs> I'm sympathetic enough to Catholicism that if there was were no one else, I'd let one of my daughters marry your kid. Oh, thank you, Daniel. I'm glad. Does Oxford still teach metaphysics? Um, I don't think so. I just got Bellarmine's Catechism. It has a pretty interesting format. Yeah, I really liked... Um, Bellarmine's Catechism. Um, I thought it was pretty pretty neat. I have to burn my KJV based. Based. I'm reading from a prop Bible right now. Burn it. Oh, Dende's coming and fighting him. Got banned for saying sports only teach you to simulate fake conflicts and then get aggressive and tribal when you lose, which is what video games do, except video games make you trans and gay. MFW popes are pro sport. Okay, okay. I'm on I'm on Dende's side now. Actually, Dende explained all this to me last night. I'm just pretending not to know about it. Both of y'all are gay. Go outside. Okay, recommend me a Catholic apologetics book or a channel. Um, not Catholic answers. I can tell you that right now. Uh, if you want, I'm assuming you're asking uh, for when it comes to Protestantism. The best book specifically, uh, negatively. So negatively against Protestantism. And see, it's pretty short. It's not anything crazy. It's going to be St. Francis de Sales, the Catholic controversy. If you are really like autistic, you can get the whole Bellarmine set, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest it. There's some older works too, but again, that that's, they're going to be a bit too difficult for your average person. I have a whole list of, of uh, Reformation era, of uh, polemical works that I really like. Uh, but yeah, Catholic controversy is going to be your best option. If you want uh, just positive presentations, like, texts from from scripture um locus classicus and somebody did complain yesterday that uh that this work um uh give me a second yes father coax a manual of catholic apologetics somebody did complain that the section on the papacy is a bit weak and it is because 
uh, Catholic answers and and such has made us think that literally the only thing to apologetics is the papacy. <laughs> but but that's not true. So uh, they they give as much space to the papacy as they would anybody else. Um, so so that that's the reason why if you if you're looking for just the papacy, um, I would suggest. Where is it? Let me see if I can actually find my books. That's the problem. I I get books. And then... I read them and then I put them down somewhere. Uh, nope, I can't find it. But uh, St. Robert Peller means on the Roman pontiff. If you just if you just want like okay we're I want a massive work on the papacy like okay go just go for it uh, because sometimes when people ask about apologetics they literally just mean the papacy. Saint Albert the Great wrote a commentary on all the works of Saint Dionysius there, or I've never been able to say his name or I've never been able to pronounce it, but it wouldn't be a stream if I didn't mispronounce at least something. What? St. Bonaventure was more of a Dionysian than Aquinas, objectively? No, you're just wrong. You, you are literally just wrong. Not Catholic Answers, Wagner 2022. Yeah, uh, we were, I, was, I was raging a bit about Catholic Answers. I guess I can rage now that it's like an hour into a Q&A. I can feel safe that nobody's going <laughs> to... Nobody's going to go all the way here just to... Just to um, like, nobody from... Nobody's going to suspect that this this hot take is this far into a stream. But yeah, uh, if it was for Catholic Answers, um, I never would have. Uh, well, if if it was that I was just listening to Catholic Answers, I never would have converted. Um, they just aren't good. I mean, they're good with like kind of like, I guess you could say tricking uh, low church evangelicals. But they straight up have stuff where they just... Uh, just i don't want to say lie but notice when i say lie i don't mean like purposefully deceive but they just lie <laughs> like oh, oh better better they just make up stuff like the like i'm sure uh if you've been listening to catholic answer for a while you will think that the council of rome definitively uh settled the canon in the west that's just literally a lie that 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 is a that that is one of the clearest lies ever if, if you've ever read anything after the Council of Rome, you'll know that there was plenty of people throughout the medieval era who held to the shorter canon. It's just a lie to say otherwise. And, and as somebody who was a Protestant, more historically rooted, I recognized that like half of the stuff, half the historical takes of Catholic answers are just lies. And, and also um, they just have the cringiest takes ever. When it comes to what Catholicism is, it's basically just like whatever like the Pope says in like his tweet happens to be magisterial. Like with like Jimmy Aiken. Oh my god, don't even get me started about Jimmy Aiken. Jimmy Aiken, um, like what what did he say? Uh basically everything from the Council of Trent happens to be just disciplinary. <laughs> like consensus of the fathers, disciplinary. Vulgate, dis disciplinary. Like, it's just disciplinary. Like, plenty of errors in the Vulgate, and the Vulgate's, like, bad. Like, in uh, St. Jerome, he, was, uh, he wasn't a good translator. It, it's, it's so stupid. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm currently losing people right now because I said that. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's so cringe. Like, oh, Pope made random uh, speech to, to uh, a scientist, and he happened to mention that he, he thought the Earth was old in there. Oh, that that must be super duper uber magisterial, like super duper uber, like ex cathedra infallible statement uh, during Pope's tweet uh, about about science. And uh, I, yeah, it, it's just so. Yeah, Catholic Answers is such a black pill to me. They they just basically follow whatever the current uh, wave is, and they're that's about it. What's wrong with Catholic answers? I think I just answered you sufficiently, Daniel. 
Did St. Bonaventure say all Sodomites died when our Lord was born? What the heck? I love I love St. Bonaventure now. I love St. Bonaventure. <laughs> Video games about sports are even worse. <gasps> ah, got him. Yes, St. Bonaventure did say that in one of his sermons, but he's basically citing Jerome. Based, based Bonaventure. Try not to hate Catholic Answers Challenge. Impossible. Trent Horn debunks Militant Thomas. I would I would debate Trent Horn any day of the week. <laughs> Catholic Answers is the RC version of Ancient Faith Radio for EOs. Both are horrendous and water down their beliefs to trick low church props to become liturgical non-denoms when they convert. Basically. Uh, what are your thoughts? Oh man, I didn't think I'd ever read this. What thoughts about all those kinds of saints that eat lice, excrement, etc., for being more humble and close to God? Oh man, uh, I have no, I don't have any thoughts at this moment about that. I don't have any thoughts. That is, that is quite interesting. Are you all around anti-apologetics or just against the current state of it? I'm a, I'm just against the current state of it. I like nice classical apologetics where like you actually um don't just like read cringe like 50-year outdated uh, secondary sources because most of it is so cringe. So cringe. And then they don't even understand their enemies. They're like, uh, who was I listening to? Uh, one of the Catholic Answers people. I don't know any of their names, so don't ask. Like, Trent Horn's the only person I know. Um, but they just like, they're like, he, here's why Protestants are dumb and wrong. And they randomly say like, oh, this is what John Calvin believed. Like, yes, John Calvin, the representative of all, of the entire representative, uh, of the entire Reformation, yes. John Calvin, his personal opinions basically like enshrined in all of all of Protestantism. It's just, it's just so cringe. I, I couldn't imagine being as cringe as Catholic Answers is. I would probably just literally die if I was that cringe. Yeah, exactly. More fluffy secondary sources. Like not even like base secondary sources. I would say like like Bellarmine would technically be a secondary source or DeSales would be a secondary source, but they're base secondary sources like written by actual saints, not like ma, like right. Ma, like compendium of church father quotes. Like, Oh, like random person mentioned that St. Peter is good. Therefore papacy get debunked. There's a lot more argumentation behind it. And if you, and if that's how you're preparing people, they're just going to get shredded and it's going to damage their faith even more if you don't properly um, teach people when it comes to that. But I guess I'll stick around for another minute, but I should probably get going soon. It's about dinner time. And remember, it's Friday, so no meat, boys. I better not. If any of you eat meat, I will beat you up legitimately. If you eat meat on a Friday, you get kicked out of the Discord and I will beat you up because you're you're gay and cringe if you eat meat on friday only gay and cringe people eat meat on friday no meat already ate chicken bro Bro, bro, bro. Are there any modern editions of Stapleton? I, I don't know. Stapleton actually hasn't been one of the ones. Now, now that you remind me, Stapleton. Now that you bring it up, Stapleton hasn't been one of the ones that I've read. Even though he's like responded to by a lot of the, 
um, a lot of the reformed responses. I know, um, I can't think of his name right now. I'm really hungry right now. So my mind is, mind is going blank. Um, what is this? Whitaker, William Whitaker. I don't know why it took me so long to think of that. William Whitaker responds to Stapleton. Stapleton and Bellarmine are kind of like the two, um, guys. Good thing crabs aren't meat based. Okay. Well, I'm going to leave because I got stuff to do, but thank you. Remember become a patron. You know what all to do and goodbye. It is Easter. Our Lord has risen. Hallelujah.